there everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well today, I'm as I'm continuing my coverage through Season 1 of the New Wonder Years, I will be covering Season 1, Episode 15, entitled Black Teacher. This episode aired March 2nd, 2022. In this episode, when their teacher goes on leave, Dean, Corey, and Kisa are excited to be taught by Mr. Brady, the school's first black teacher. Mr. Brady encourages the students to try out for the Knowledge Bowl team, where Dean faces some challenges. Alright, so this episode was directed by Fred Savage, and writers Saladin K. Patterson, Neil Marlins, and Carol Black are created or uh, credited, you know, the creators of the original Wonder Years. We have Imberia Allen, Kendra Cole, Yale Galena. Alright, let's see. Is there any trivia? Oh, there is trivia. Okay. Brad suggests that Mrs. Anderson is 62, but narrator Dean says she is 30. Melanie Jeffcoat doesn't release her age, but is around 45 based on her acting history and 27 years of marriage. Okay, cool. So yeah, pretty much I'm going to just be doing the episodes month to month. Like one episode a month. Um, I haven't gotten word yet on season, if there is a season two, I'm crossing my fingers hoping there is. I did kind of sense I do... Uh, follow the cast on Instagram. I heard them say season one's a wrap. It's not goodbye. It's see you soon or see you later. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a hint that maybe they already most likely know that they've gotten picked up for season two because I just I have not heard or seen anything on Instagram to show that it's been 100% official yet. So before I get started with the episode, I want to let you know if you're just enjoying joining the podcast for the first time, where you can find the podcast on social media. On Facebook, just type in the Wonder Years Podcast, and looking back on my Wonder Years Podcast will pop up. You can follow it, so that way you'll find out pretty much I'm you know, doing these in chronological order as they air. I don't watch them ahead of time, so you're getting my full real reaction. I also cover Small Wonder on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. Also, the All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast. I covered that. I've covered episodes of Elf, Mr. Belvedere, Growing Pains is also another podcast. Show Me That Smile Again, which I haven't done an episode in a while. I'm really just kind of sticking with Full House and Fuller House right now, that podcast to focus on, and then of course my monthly Small Wonder podcast, and then the monthly episodes of The Wonder Years right now, and then occasionally, you know, I'll do a movie review. This summer I will be covering the Free Willy trilogy, the first three movies, so look forward to that. It'll be released June, July, and August. All right. Also, in May, for podcast listener Nicole's birthday, I will be covering the movie Ever After. So, look forward to that in mid-May. Also, the podcast does have 
on Instagram page. It's the Wonder Years Podcast. As well as a email address if you would like to email the podcast. Talk about your favorite episodes of the Wonder Years. New and old. Favorite characters. Favorite storylines. You can email the podcast at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you've been listening for a while and you want to show support, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, search the Wonder Years. The Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast will pop up. Click on it. You can follow it so that way you'll know, you know, you'll be able to tune in every week with when I put out new episodes and whatnot. So, yeah. And if you want to leave a review, you can leave a review. You can even trump me with a Wonder Years question. I'm more versed in the original Wonder Years because I watch them repeatedly, even long after now that I, it's been probably a couple years since I, uh, more than a couple years really since I finished covering the show. So, all right, with that said, let's jump into the episode Black Teacher. So Adult Dean narrates and he says that teachers are their kids' uh, earliest... Yeah, he says so much of our early lives are shaped by teachers. And Dean also mentions how outside of our parents, they can be our first role model. Which is honestly true if you think about it because... Even though you see your parents seven days a week, you see your teachers and your classmates for basically eight hours a day, five days a week. That's 40 hours. And if you think about it, in that time of five days a week, you're spending more time in school than you are... I mean, think about it. By the time you get home, it's already close to dinner time anyway, and then you only have a few hours of time to do... You know, eat dinner, maybe watch some TV, do homework, and then you're going to sleep for another eight hours. So really, your whole day, five days a week, your majority of the time, you're in school. So that's a lot of, you know, your life is spent with, you know, your teachers and your classmates. Dean says how teachers pour so much into us, yet they're basically strangers. Yes, Outside of a teacher's name, what do you really know about them? All you know is that they're your teacher, they're teaching you subjects. They don't go into what their first name is. I remember it being such a big deal when I was in second grade. I found out my teacher's, his first name. And I (laughs) to my librarian, she's like, I think you might, you need to just stick with calling him Mr. You know, so-and-so. So... (laughs) I just, it's almost like such a big reveal, like, oh, I know this personal part of it. I know his first name. And you, it's just, and even, like, if you were to see your teacher outside of school, even, you know, when you're young, you're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you went to the grocery store too. I just assume you stayed at the school the whole time. It's just, it, it's, it's weird sometimes to think when you're a kid that yes a teacher is just another person just like you they have a home they go to they get groceries they do normal things that uh, another person would do they go out to restaurants they go out to movies they go they go to libraries to bookstores to 
sporting events to whatever. Yeah, they're just like you. Only they're older. <laughs> yeah, Dean also mentions, yeah, and we didn't see them as people. We definitely didn't think about their personal lives personal lives until we had to. Oh, the teacher's going on maternity leave because she, when she turns around, shows that she is very pregnant. So my guess is she's going to be gone for a couple. Like, what was maternity leave back in the day? Was it 68 weeks? I honestly can't remember. I, maybe in high school I might have had a teacher who had been pregnant at one point and went on maternity leave and we had a substitute, but... It's not like it's something that happened on the regular. Oh my gosh! This is the same teacher from episode 2. And I'm just thinking... Well, she was in episode 2, Green Eyed Monster. Episode 4, The Workplace. And then she's also in the season 1 finale, apparently. Okay, um... So I guess mater 8 weeks like must really pass fast. 68 weeks because she's in already in the end. I just think it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, for one, I think I judged the teacher's age a little more, like, put it higher up. That I thought she was, like, up there, up there, like, at least late 40s, early 50s, because she gave off that vibe. And now to see her, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So she's not as old as I thought she was. But I gotta go back to this. We have a, biz a bunch of kids for this episode. There are there's so many people. And, oops, hold on. Uh, Melanie Jeffcoat, yes, yeah, she is the one that plays the teacher. So outside of the regular cast, we have Mr. Brady, played by G-A-I-U-S Charles. We have Charity Jordan, Vivian Long, okay, that's going to be... It's going to be Corey's mom. Um, we have Principal Cartwright. Okay, so we do see the principal at some points. We have Sammy Bray as future Karen. I really wish they'd stop with that. We have Michael Kendall Kaplan as Brad, which I think, yes, we've, I think we've seen this guy. I think he was in the, um, um uh, what one was it? The, the club episode with the nudie magazines. Uh, we have Bill Kelly is Coach Wright. I remember I s saw that. It was, I think it was the Green-Eyed Monster that we saw him because Dean was all like pretending, you know, he was like really, really upset and bothered. I mean, he was in a way uh, about Martin Luther King, but he was more upset with seeing Corey and Kisa kiss and them being together. Um, we have... Summer Rain Menke, that's a cool name, uh, White Mom, and then Chad Martin as White Dad. We have Sawyer Schultz as basketball player. We have Jackson Team Captain, but uh, Alex Huff, Nervous Student, Sophia Joss, and uh, Ava Ann Gale as White Student. We have White, uh, we got student number one, number two, and number three. That is a huge cast. That is normally. When I'm looking through the cast list, there's not nearly as many people guest starring, but... So, even the teacher's like, oh, this will be my last week in class until my uh, visit from the <laughs> stork. These kids are 12 years old. Come on. They know anything. Well, I, maybe not, because Brad is like, how is she even pregnant? But I think she's, he's more referring to her age. Like, is this show a 60 or something? 
Yeah, exactly. Brad's like, how is she even pregnant? Isn't she like 62? Hey, miracles happen. I mean, even though your biological clock kind of uh, <laughs> is ticking by the time you're 34, 35 and your eggs are starting to dry up, then, uh, yeah, you have a very short window of procreation. But then again, things do happen. People can have babies up until their 40s, maybe even 50s. You know, and <laughs> so that's what he was referring to. Like, how is she even pregnant? She's like 62. And adult Dean says, no, she's 30. But, uh, yeah, we all thought teachers were ancient. Everyone, even when I was a kid, I thought 30 was, like, old. Even my grandparents, I mean, were, like, around 50. Like, it just felt like... Back then, everyone seemed and looked older than what they were. And I think it's just the life that you lead. You lead a hard life, you're going to age prematurely. You're going to age faster than what you want. So, she does say you're going to meet your new teacher tomorrow and expect you to be as wonderful to them as you are to me. So, basically, she doesn't know if it's a man or a woman coming in. Clearly, she's not going to make assumptions. So, yeah. So Dean says how English class is kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, I like the English, but yeah, it was kind of boring in some ways. Oh, but, oh, but we love Mrs. Anderson. We especially loved pregnant Mrs. Anderson. Why? Would she let you get away with stuff you wouldn't normally let you get away with because of hormones? Oh, Dean says the bigger her stomach got, the less homework she assigned. Yay! <laughs> Gosh, I still remember, what grade was it, fourth, fifth grade, one of them, maybe it was fifth grade, I can't, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, we had a substitute bus driver, and all the kids, not me, not me, that was a good one, um, <laughs> we're really making this substitute bus driver's life just, oh my gosh, I felt bad for her, I just, their kids were throwing stuff. They were yelling. It's you know what kids do and stuff. But it got to a point. It's like yeah, you're driving a bus. You can't be distracted by what you know. The kids are all making it a bunch of whatever in the back noise and whatnot. So she yells at the at the kids. And then when the real bus driver came back, she yelled at the kids like I can't believe you would do that at all. Like why you would be so disrespectful to this bus driver. She, she really let the kids have it. And they said, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, we, Dean says we were more excited about that pregnant lady, or about that baby than she was. And then Brad's like, hey, what are the odds we can get another pregnant lady in here? Uh, slim to none, man. <laughs> so much of our early lives are shaped by teachers. Outside of our parents, they can be our first role models. They pour so much into us. And still, teachers are basically strangers. As kids, we didn't even see them as people. And we definitely never thought about their personal lives. Unless we had to. Now, before we go, I wanted to let y'all know that, sadly, this will be my last week in class before my visit from the stork. How is she even pregnant? Isn't she like 62? Mrs. Anderson was 30. But at that age, we thought all our teachers were ancient. You'll meet your new teacher tomorrow. And I expect you 
to all be as wonderful to them as you have been to me. English class was pretty boring, but we loved Mrs. Anderson, especially pregnant Mrs. Anderson. The bigger her stomach got, the less homework she assigned. We were more excited about that baby than she was. What are the odds we can get another pregnant lady in here? <laughs> Alright, so this man, I swear, he looks like, kind of like, I've seen pictures of Ronald Reagan and stuff like that, but he looks like him a little bit, I mean... And it's like, you want to talk old? This guy, wow. He does look the the definition of ancient. So he's the one that introduces Mr. Brady, the new substitute teacher. So yes, we see uh, Mr. Brady. He's wearing a suit. He's got a uh, leather uh, binder briefcase strapped over his shoulder. And Dean is just so surprised. Like, oh, wow, he's he's black? He's, and Dean says, I was about ready to sing the Negro National Anthem. <laughs> yeah, Corey and Kisa are smiling, too. They're excited. It's, it's and, of course, this white girl behind Dean is like, oh, do you know him? Oh, come on. Really, girl? So the principal goes on to say this is a proud moment, a historical moment for Thomas Jefferson Junior High or whatever this school is called. He says, I recruited this teacher. So basically, he basically is like, hey, I want a pat on the back because I did a service to you. Like, what? This could be seen as offensive too, I can imagine. Yeah, he says, I think he has a little certain something special that I think we'll all benefit from. So, this brunette girl raises her hand. She's like, oh, what about the debate team and the knowledge bowl? Like, I'm sure they'll still go on. Why do you think they're going to be canceled because your pregnant teacher's not there anymore? It'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Is this a nervous girl? <laughs> According to the IMDb credits? <laughs> yeah, the girl says, uh, Mrs. Anderson's our coach. We've been practicing all year. So the principal does say, well, Mr. Brady will be taking over that as well. So nothing to worry about. It'll, girl, it'll be, it'll be fine. You need to stop stressing. They ought to call her stress out girl. Oh, Brad. He's like, oh, just so you know, we get pizza and candy after every practice. Uh-huh. I bet you do. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to try, I guess, right? <laughs> I love how the kids chuckle at that. Even uh, Mr. Brady does. Like, oh, that's good to know. Uh, Brad, right? And Brad nods. Uh, the principal's cool. Like, all right, well, you know what? I'll leave you to it. I will talk to you later. So they're all yours. So he leaves, and yeah, Mr. Brady jumps right into, like, oh, I see you've been reading the Odyssey. Okay. So, yeah, it gets right into the work. So yeah, he tells them to open their books to chapter 9 and let's talk about how Homer uses foreshadowing to advance the story. Interesting. Is this foreshadowing? <laughs> is this episode foreshadowing something in this? I don't know. I doubt it. Dean is really excited because, you know, this is the first black teacher that this school's had in, in the history of education, I believe. At their school, at least. And he's saying how it just is such a big deal, and he knows even the student, the other students and stuff, is a big deal to them too. More like, like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to learn. Uh. 
So, Mr. Brady writes on the board, the snow fell on the angled roof, and then he underlines upon the angled roof, and he asks, does anyone know what type of claws I underlined? And Brad raises his hand. So, Brad, trying to be the dro jokester here, is like, a Santa, Cla a Santa Claus? Oh, my goodness. Brad, don't get yourself kicked out of school the class, please. But, I mean, hopefully, I mean, the teacher kind of seems to, like, take this in stride. Like, oh, you're the jokester at the class. You're a class clown. Okay. So, lucky for Brad, he's saved by the bell. And, and the teacher just kind of chuckles. At, <laughs> oh, Brad, we love you. <laughs> Already, I think you're going to be one of my favorite students. Um, so, <laughs> he tells them to read the next chapter, write a half-page summary. So, that, that doesn't seem horrible. So, uh, Brad, wow, you need to really watch your words, man. He says, hey, you know, to Corey and Dean, he's like, hey, having a black teacher is pretty uh, good for you guys, right? And Dean and Corey kind of look, they look at Brad with a confused, like, what are you, what, what, what are you talking about? And nervous girl or stressed out girl is like, be, she basically answers for Brad because he's trying to find his words. He's trying to like, well, I don't want to sound offensive, but... Yeah, and the girl says, because he'll give the black kids special treatment. So that's what... I'm like, no, no. For answer... Oh, she looked at that girl and she's like, so does that mean that Mrs. Anderson gave you special treatment because you're white? She didn't say because you're white, but it's just like... Yeah, girl, what's your deal? And the girl says, no, of course not. And she turns and walks away. And Dean says, you know, yeah, I mean, he seems pretty tough. I mean, he gave his homework on the first day. Well, he's just probably only going according to uh, Mrs. Anderson's lesson plan that I'm sure she left for him. Like, she's probably been working on that lesson plan at home for months. Just like, like okay, my maternity leave's coming up. I gotta get this lesson plan out. We gotta finish the Odyssey before the end of the school year. Okay, there you go. And he's, he's, I'm sure, like, well, it's not like they can converse through email. They can't give me your email address. I'll send you this information. No, it's pretty much probably... He was already given that. Like, okay, here you go. Here's your syllabus or however you're going to be uh, going through the Odyssey and whatnot. And Dean says, look, I don't think anyone's getting special attention, okay? And then uh, then right after he says that, Mr. Brady's like, Dean, Corey, Kisa, can you guys come up here for a sec? So, yeah, I think that he's going to bring them onto the, the, uh, the, I want to say quiz bowl, but it's the knowledge bowl. Yeah, he says, can I see just the three of you for a moment? Because Brad's the only one there other than Dean, Corey, and Kisa. So, and and Brad is just like, yeah, right. Like, no, come on, Brad. Really? You don't gotta be like that, man. You don't gotta be like that. So he tells them, he says, you know, I've been kind of looking over Mrs. Anderson's gradebook, and I see all three of you have excellent grades. Have you considered maybe trying out for the Knowledge Bowl? And... Corey says, well, I've been considering trying out for the basketball team. So, Corey got asked to try join the basketball team. Kisa got asked to join track and field. And, of course, Dean. I'm not surprised that, well, nobody asked me to join any team. It's like, well, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Dean, of course. But it just seems throughout this season, I don't want 
want to say so much that he he seems like a show off. Like he's it's good to have confidence, but I think sometimes he's like overconfident and he likes to try to show that off a little too much. So it kind of makes him seem I don't know, just like someone you probably like. I don't know. I don't, wouldn't want to be. I don't know if I'd want to be friends with somebody who is like constantly like telling you how good they are at everything and just kind of making, almost kind of making you feel like you're not good at anything. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I like Dean as a character. I do. I just don't like, I want to see, I, you know, especially if he, he feels like he's very knowledgeable and then he finds out that maybe there are people out there that are more knowledgeable than him. That way, in a way I'm saying, like maybe get knocked down a peg as far as like, hey, you're coming in here. You know, totally, which is good, but in a way, being overly confident and kind of, uh, I don't want to say stuck up, because he's not stuck up. He's just, I don't know. But, I think in a way, yeah, even in the pilot episode where he's saying, like, this is the year I'm going to find out, you know, what makes me, what I'm really good at. Like, where I shine and everything. And I'm just, we've seen him throughout these last, like, you know, 15 episodes, doing different things and whatnot, and and just trying his hand and everything. Like, I'm hoping, like, by the end of the season, maybe something finally shines on him and says, okay, I think I got it. This is where I really shine, and this is where I have a talent that maybe... Because, you know, we saw him with the saxophone, we saw him with the science experiments, and all this stuff, and just all these things, and just, what, we gotta see, like, what, what makes Dean, what makes Dean Dean? Like, what, what's he kind of, because Kisa with the sports, Corey also with the sports, and, and, and Brad, you know, he's with, uh, I don't know, is he, I thought he's, he's on the Knowledge Bowl, too. So, yeah, I'm just, like, that's the thing, is, like, finding something you're good at, and then only to find out, like, somebody does it better than you. It's like a... Ugh. But that way, I mean, if we get a season two, I am really kind of looking forward to what direction they're going to take Dean in. Like, it's good we got all the introductory stuff, we got to learn more about Dean. I really would like to explore other characters, too. I mean, mainly, I know the show is from Dean's point of view, just like the show was from Kevin's point of view and you only got a little bit of you know Winnie and and Paul you didn't really get to know them like if you were going through their shoes and stuff like that and like but I just I really I'm hope well I guess one of the things I'm hoping is because the show's season one's just about wrapped up it's got like two episodes left I'm wondering if like the end of season one they're gonna have Kisa take notice of, of Dean finally, or maybe they're gonna pull drag that out even farther, and I don't know. Cause even honestly, with Kevin and Winnie and stuff, it's like they didn't officially, like officially, officially, they didn't get together till I believe it was season three. Okay, so Mr. Brady decides to hold a new round of tryouts so everybody gets a chance to be able to 
possibly be able to join. So that's pretty awesome. I like that. But you know that the kids that are already on the team are going to be like, why do you have a new tryouts? We already have a team. Yeah, I can definitely see them getting really aggravated with that. Like, that's not right. If they wanted to join, they should have joined when they, you know, we originally had the sign-up day and all that stuff. So, but it's like, hey, he's being put in charge of it. If he wants to change things up, he can change things up. There's no harm in letting, you know, other kids on on the team. Yeah, by having new trials, that way you can see, you know, kids can have a chance to earn a spot. I like that way he says earn a spot on the team. And also he says, you know, I really think you all should consider trying out. I mean, I don't see what harm it would do. I honestly don't. I mean, this is kind of like, I mean, with Brad, of course, being the fourth member, we got our core three with Dean, Corey, and Kisa. Kind of like we had with Kevin and Paul and Winnie. I don't know who the fourth member would have been, who the Brad would be. Um, Doug Porter? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea who that fourth member would be. Dean says it took teachers almost a week or more to stop calling him Corey. But Mr. he says Mr. Brady was already letting us know that he sees us. Dean's in the doorway and he looks over his shoulder at Mr. Brady and Mr. Brady gives him the head nod. And I love how adult Dean's like, there it is, people, the first black head nod in history. <laughs> Uh, he says, you just witnessed history, people. <laughs> I'd like to introduce your new teacher. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Brady. He's black? I wanted to start singing the Negro National Anthem, but I didn't know the lyrics. Do you know him? Girl, this is up. a historic moment for Jefferson Davis Jr. High. I'm proud to say that I recruited this teacher, and I think that he has a certain something special that we'll all benefit from. What about the debate team and the knowledge bowl? Mrs. Anderson is our coach, and we've been practicing all year. Mr. Brady will be taking over those as well. Just so you know, we get pizza and candy after every practice. That's good to know. Brad, right? Well, I'll leave you to it. I understand you've been reading the Odyssey. So let's open up to chapter nine and talk about how Homer uses foreshadowing to advance the story. I couldn't believe it. We finally had our first black teacher in the history of the school. It was a huge deal, which wasn't lost on my classmates either. Okay, it probably wasn't that bad, but that's exactly how it felt. Can anyone tell me what type of claws I've written on the board? Yes, Brad. A Santa Claus? Tonight, read the next chapter and write a half-page summary. Having a black teacher is good news for you guys. Why is that? Oh, well, because... Because he'll give the black students special treatment. Does that mean Mrs. Anderson gave you special treatment? No, of course not. I mean, he seems pretty tough. He gave us all homework on the first day. I don't think anybody's getting special attention. Dean, Corey, Kisa, 
Can I see just the three of you for a moment? reviewing Mrs. Anderson's grade book and noticed you all have excellent grades. Has anyone ever suggested you try out for the knowledge bowl team? I got asked to try out for the basketball team. Track and field. Nobody asked me to join any teams. I see. Well, I've decided to hold a new round of tryouts so everyone can have the opportunity to earn a spot. And I think you all should consider trying out. It took most teachers a week to stop calling me Corey. But Mr. Brady was already letting us know that he sees us. And there it was, the first black head nod. You just witnessed history, people. All right. Uh, I just noticed they changed up the theme song. They made it a little longer. They have more pictures, more Polaroid pictures, which is really, really cool. I really like that. It's awesome. Kind of like if you're just tuning in for the first time. It's like, hey, here's what's happened since we're on episode 15. You know, pictures of previous episodes. It's just, oh! I like it, I like it, I like it. So we come out of the intro. Dean's at dinner. He's telling everyone how Mr. Brady, our new substitute teacher, thinks I should try out for the Knowledge Bowl. And I love Kim, how she's like, oh wow, you just keep getting cooler and cooler. Like, not. And Lillian says, you know, I can't believe they finally hired a black teacher at this school. And Bill says, yeah, it's about time. And Bill's got a point as he says, you know, if you're going to integrate the school, you need to integrate the teaching staff as well. It's like, oh yeah, definitely. And Lily, and this kind of got me thinking too. It's like, she says, you know, it's not going to be easy for him. We have to show our support. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking he's going to be getting a lot of flack from like the other faculty, you know, the white kids, you know, like that and stuff like that. I can definitely see that happening. And Lillian decides, you know, let's invite Mr. Brady over for dinner. Like, yeah. Lillian says, yeah, I'm going to call him up and invite him over for dinner. I don't know any kid that would want their teacher at their house over for dinner. That is too, too personal. You're my teacher. You have your own life. I'm a student. I have my own life. And neither of the twine shall ever be in the middle. And Bill says, yeah, that's a great idea. And, and Dean's like, at our house? <laughs> and Kim just says, cooler and cooler. Oh my gosh, wait, if, this, if kids get wind of this, like, oh my gosh, you have a teacher over at your house for dinner? What's up with that? Well, they definitely would call him, like, a brown neoser or a teacher's pet or something like that. And Dean asks his mom, like, well, why do we have to do that? And... Lillian tells him, like, yeah, if you told me, after you told me about Mr. Brady, I did a little research. Okay, like, okay, cool. She, she did some digging. I want to learn more about Mr. Brady. What did she find out? Granted, we don't have the internet back in 1969, so, pff, I don't know how you're going to get your, you got your information one way or another. Oh, I like how Kim says, one call, one phone call to the biggest gossip in church is research. Well, hey, you got it. You didn't have the internet. You had to get your your info one way or another, right? Mike, okay. Here's what I think. I think he's a young teacher, fresh out of college. I think he may or may not be married. I wasn't. I didn't see a wedding ring, but then again, I wasn't looking either. He's a very handsome man, Mr. Brady. Lillian says, "I learned he's from Chicago, and he's never lived in the South before." 
And that's why Lily wants to invite him over and, you know, learn more about him and just kind of show him, like, how things work down here in the cell. Things are a little different. And, of course, Bill's like, yeah, we want to offer him a nice, smooth transition. Mr. Bray thinks I should try out for the knowledge ball. Wow, you just keep getting cooler and cooler. I still can't believe they finally hired a black teacher at this school. It's about time. If you're going to integrate the school, you need to integrate the teaching staff. Well, it's not going to be easy for them. I'm going to have to show them my support. What does that mean? I'm going to call them up and invite them over for dinner. That's a great idea. At our house? Cooler and cooler. <laughs> Why do we have to do that? Well, after you told me about Mr. Brady, I did a little research. One phone call to the biggest gossip at church counts as research. I learned that he's from Chicago, and he's never lived in the South before. So I figured we could welcome him and teach him a thing or two about how things work around here. I hear that. We want him to have a smooth transition. So we're in class the next day, and Miss... <laughs> Mr. Brady is no longer in a suit jacket and tie. He's more comfortable, so he's wearing... I don't know how to explain it. It looks like it's not a button-up long sleeve. It's, um... Let me go back here. It's a long shirt that goes, you know, past the waist. It's short-sleeved. It's got, like, a different mixture of colors. Uh, black, canary yellow, olive green different shapes and patterns and Dean has never seen anyone wear a shirt like this and he says what in the Marcus Garvey so I'm like I don't know who Marcus Garvey is so I'm like I'm gonna look him up okay so Marcus Mos Mo is it Mosea M-O-S-I-A-H Marcus Mosea Garvey Sr from 1887 to June 1940, okay. Was a Jamaican political activist, publisher, this is all from Wikipedia, guys. Uh, publisher, journalist, entrepreneur, and orator? I'm not sure what that is. He was the founder and first president general of the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities League. Commonly known as UNIA. Through which he declared himself provisional president of Africa, ideologically a black nationalist and pan-Africanist. His ideas came to be known as Garveyism. Okay, gotcha. All right, interesting. See, I did not, did not know that. So, he says, you know, for the past few weeks, we've been studying the Odyssey. Okay, so he's been there almost a month. Gotcha. So, he relates it to the African uh, traditions and cultures of the Odyssey and, you know, similarities and stuff like that. So, that's really cool. I can't believe it, because uh, Mr. I can't look. Mr. Garvey. Uh, Mr. Brady. I just... And when I say Mr. Brady, it's like, I don't know why I keep picturing, like, <laughs> like Brady from the Brady Bunch. I don't know. But, yeah, he's talking about, like, West Af African, uh, in West Africa and, and tribes and different cultures and stuff like that. 
And Dean can't believe it. He's like, what? He's going full Africa on day two? Oh, so this is only the second day. Okay, I was going to say. The way he's like, you've been studying the Odyssey for a few weeks. I'm thinking he's been there for three weeks. No, he's only been there for two days now. And he compares, you know, the Greeks similar to uh, African Americans passing down cultures, traditions from generation to generation. And he also mentions, brings up uh, storytellers and uh, how they would use, incorporate uh, drums into their storytelling and, you know, to help talk about, you know, history and stuff like that. And telling stories, passing it down from one generation to the next. He also says how they would uh, use the drums to perform and also educate. And Dean is just, he, he just looks like he's kind of slightly turned off. Well, maybe turned off is the wrong word. It's just, he's thinking like it's just him, Kisa, and Corey as the three, you know, black students in class. And I don't know whether he's saying, like, probably thinking, like, this probably isn't going to go over so well with the majority of the class being white and how they're not going to understand or, or care. And so it's like, well, he's, through his teaching here, he is promoting, you know, history and, and understanding and just, yeah. Like, everyone can benefit from what he's teaching and everything. And Dean's just thinking, like, oh, know your audience, man. So, yeah, Dean's like, oh, know your audience, man. This is a fiddle crowd. <laughs> so, M- Mr. Brady starts, you know, drumming on, on the, the drum, which is one of those taw drums with, like, the, um, the dried out, uh, like, what, sheepskin or what, whatever it is over it to make it the sound. And Stressed Out Girl's got this look of, like, what even is this? But you see some of the other kids start tapping their desks and they're getting into it and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you're teaching through music. There's even a sign on the blackboard that says music tutor or something like that. So yeah, the kids are getting even stressed out, girl. I was wondering why the camera was kind of lowering down to the floor. You just, you do see her tapping her foot to the music and even Brad's like hey I'm a grant too <laughs> so I guess um, that's why you say some like uh, storytellers and people that have passed on history there's you know a word for them and stuff like that and it's, everyone is really into it I'm just I'm okay this is my like I say I don't watch these episodes ahead of time so I'm kinda my hypothesis is this I think something could happen that the the Principal's going to be like, hey, we don't understand. Your teaching methods aren't with what we have, you know, aligned with the school. We don't think they're appropriate. You're supposed to be teaching English. We really were going to have to let you go. Or this is That's what I'm guessing could happen. I am definitely hoping I'm wrong. I don't believe we see this teacher again after this. I So, you know, you know what? I'm gonna wait. Let's table that, and I can check after we're done. If I, if I remember, Dean is like the only sourpuss in this class. Everyone's enjoying this, and he's like, "Oh, I always wanted a black teacher, but did he have to be so black?" Like, dude, seriously? What in the Marcus Garvey? <laughs> 
For the past few weeks, you've been studying the Odyssey, which is similar to the oral tradition of storytelling in many African cultures, like the Yoruba people of West Africa. He's going full Africa on day two? Like the ancient Greeks, Africans passed down important history generation to generation through storytellers known as griots. These griots use different instruments, like these drums, to perform for and educate the village. Drums too? Oh, know your audience, man. This is a fiddle crowd. After the music lesson is now gone on back to you know teaching at the blackboard writing stuff on the blackboard and Dean tells us like it didn't help anything or make anything better that he's starting to think that maybe Brad and Karen were, were right about the whole special treatment because Corey Keese and Dean are, are black like I mean if he's only calling on them and not the other students then it's like yeah, that does kind of come off as, um, yeah. Dean says as class went on, it did seem that part of Mr. Brady's, yeah, Dean says it seemed like part of Mr. Brady's blackness, blackness was giving me and Corey and Keese a special treatment. Like, is he only calling on the three of them and not the other kids? Or like, oh, you three know this, right? Like, So Mr. Brady asks, can you, one of you, uh, tell me w what part of the sentence is underlined? And of course Brad's hand goes up. But I wonder if, like, does he really know the answer or is he just trying to be goofy again? But Kisa raises her hand and she says the propositional phrase. And you know, Brad is like, Urgh. it's like... <sighs> Dude, I mean, how do we really know that Brad knew the right answer? He was, you can't say the Santa Claus because you already said that. It's like, and he tells Kisa that is correct. And then Brad kind of leans over and says, man, this guy really doesn't like me. You're not going to be calling on for every single answer, Brad. That's not how that works. And future Karen, I guess that's what her name is, says, oh, I wonder why. And at first I'm like, yeah, maybe, I thought it's like, maybe because it's like, Brad, you're always raising your hand, you're always being goofy, you're always trying to be a, a show-off or something like or, or is it more like, I wonder why, and then she looks at Dean, like, really, enough with this. And it didn't make it any better that Brad and Karen may have been right. As class went on, it did seem like part of Mr. Brady's blackness involved giving us special treatment. Can anyone tell me which part of the sentence is underlined? Yes, Kisa. The propositional phrase? That is correct. Man, this guy really doesn't like me. I wonder why. Okay, so now it's the day of the tryouts for the Knowledge Bowl. So, yeah, we see Dean, Kisa, and Brad huddled together, kind of going over, like, some questions and stuff like that. And then here comes Corey. 
So, yeah, he's going to do that. And then, of course, we see a kid who's holding the basketball. He's in the door. He's like, Corey, are you trying out for the knowledge bowl? Of course, Corey doesn't want to seem uncool. Say, oh, no, man, no. I'm not here to support Corey. I mean, I'm here to support Dean. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll see you at practice. So, even I guess Corey doesn't want to be looked on as kind of, well, I mean, does he think, like, Knowledge Bowl is kind of, like, nerdy or something? Like, oh, only the Brainiacs do Knowledge Bowl or something like that. So, Corey heads over to Dean and Brad and Kisa. And I like how he puts a hand on uh, Dean and Brad's shoulders, like, hey, man, here I am. <laughs> it's like, dude, do you not sit? Dean was watching when you're like, oh, no, man, I'm here to support Dean, man. Don't worry about it. I'll be at practice. So, <laughs> of course, as soon as Mr. Brady says, okay, welcome to the Knowledge Bowl tryouts. Of course I knew he was going to get backlash from, you know, stressed out Karen over here saying, why do we have to have tryouts anyway? We already formed our team. And I'm sure he's going to say something like, well, other kids should have a chance to be able to try out. So, yeah. I don't understand why they gotta call her future Karen. It's just, it's so dumb. Old brown haired pigtails. It's all like, I don't see why you have to have tryouts again. We already have a team. And she glares at the three of them. Like, or the four of them. Like, girl, chill out. Take a chill pill. You'll live longer. So, yeah, Mr. Grady, Mr. Why do I keep calling Mr. Grady? Mr. Brady says, oh, okay, well, what's the record? And the girl says, one in six. Like, she's proud of that. It's like, so you won one out of six games, whatever this competition thing is. And he, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, you could use some more people here. There's nothing bad about adding a few more eggheads onto your team. <laughs> So, um, yeah, he's like, well, there's room for improvement then. It's like, yeah, you're proud of the fact that you won one out of six. Yeah, you girl, you all need some help here. Come on now. There's room for everybody. We can't exclude people. That is not right. This girl's being such a brat. <clears throat> and then she folds her arms across her chest. Like she's having a temper. Girl, how old are you again? Twelve? Are you sure you're not four? Because you look it with your pigtails and your little... Come on. Jeez. The day of tryouts had arrived and the academic cream of the crop was here to represent. Hey, Corey. You're trying out for the knowledge pool? What? No, man, I'm just uh, here to support D. I'll see you at practice. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the Knowledge Bowl tryouts. Yes. I don't understand why we have to do tryouts again. We already have a team. team sucks. Well, what's the current record? One in six. <laughs> then I'd say there's room for improvement. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, we're kind of going through tryouts with the kids. These kids are really, really smart. And it turns out there's more than just a handful of them there. I mean... When they kind of pull back the camera, there's at least, like, 15-plus kids there sitting in chairs waiting for their turn at a tryout. At, um, yeah. 
So yeah, a lot of these kids are really sailing through these. I love the little buzzers they get to use like they're on Jeopardy. <laughs> and of course, one girl like uh, seven, and Mr. Brady says it's uh, diameter. So yeah, they're apparently not all really really great, which is probably kind of weed out the ones that are you know getting them wrong more than I'd say if you're getting like at least three answers wrong, you're not going to be on the team. Yeah, there's five spots available to form a team. Like, I guess that's... You probably don't want any more than five, because otherwise... Yeah. So, okay, Brad's up. Let's see how he does. So, <laughs> Brad gets it right. He says, Aorta. Like, that is correct. And then Brad grabs his chest, and then he, like, slides off his chair, falls down on the floor. Like, okay, Dean, your turn. Oh, boy. Oh... I'm getting the impression that he might not be the greatest. I I'm just getting that feeling. Like, even based on the uh, description for the episode of him, you know, facing challenges. Wow, he, he blew it away. Like, boom, 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 boom. He was on it the whole time. That's great. We didn't get to see Kieser and Corey. Maybe they're on the team. Oh, the agonizing wait of finding out who is going to be on the Knowledge Bowl team. Oh. Nerves. I mean, this doesn't sound any different than someone who's trying out for a part in a play, only to find out, like, like oh, we gotta wait for that list to go up and find out who's cast. And I like how Brad is supporting. He's like, oh, don't worry, guys, we got this. Oh, I wonder who's going to be on the list and who's not. Mr. Brady stands up and says, All right, before I reveal the results, I want to thank everyone for showing up today and bringing their A-game. You guys are awesome. He doesn't say awesome. He might. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, I am so nervous. Like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it not going to be? I don't know. Hey, if Corey isn't on the team, Lisa, I thought, yeah, he was just there to support Dean, so I don't even think he's trying out. So, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, what if Brad doesn't get to be on the team yet? Corey, Kisa, and and Dean are. Oh my gosh. Or even that Karen girl. Like, if she's not on it, she's... Oh, this is gonna... Oh, this is gonna create a rift. Alright, so Corey, Kisa, and Dean are... They made it. They, and also the girl named Karen. And someone named Brett. And... Brad is not. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a nightmare. Ooh, I am just so. I knew he's gonna be so. Yeah, especially if he was on the team before and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, sorry, you're done. You can't be on it. We only have so many spots. Okay, let's get started. An archipelago. The Krebs cycle. Pangea. It was an epic battle of wits. The elite minds of our generation going head to head. That's easy. Treaty of Paris. The Aurora Borealis. Uh, seven? The answer is diameter. Okay, epic was an overstatement, but it was a big deal to us. We all wanted to grab one of the five spots on the team. Aorta. That is correct. The Bill of Rights. Mesopotamia. That is correct. Also known as the Fredo Crescent. Also known as the Cradle of Civilization, but I'm not bragging. 
guys. We got this. Before I announce the results, I want to thank everyone who showed up today and brought their A-game. I've tallied all the scores, and the students who've earned a place on this year's Knowledge Bowl team are Kisa, Brett, yes. Corey, Karen, and Dean. As the highest score, Dean, you'll be captain. Cool. Brad, you'll be the ultimate. Congratulations to everyone. A team that was 100% white is now 60% black. That's what we represent. All right, so we got Dean as, because he got the most questions right, he's going to be uh, the captain. Sweet, sweet. So, and we also have, what do you say, Brett as an alternate? Oh, Brad. Why do you think Brett? I don't know. Maybe that's the kid's name, ac the actor's name. And I'm thinking, I don't know. Oh, Brad is the alt. Oh, so that way if someone drops out, he'll be a fill-in. Gotcha. Yeah, he's very irritated by that. Which, dude, as much time as we've seen you doing jokes, being goofy, how are we going to take you serious? Like, you had to be serious in this. Even though he got the question right. It's like, dude, we don't have time for goofs. Okay, we don't have time for the goofiness. This is this is big time. This is knowledgeable. You're going up against other schools, probably. Yeah, Dean, Corey, and Ke they're all slapping high five. And Dean says, a team that was 100% white is now 60% black. So, of course, Brad's not happy. So, let's see if he's going to give a real congratulations to them or just a congratulations. Congratulations, guys. And congrats to you for being an alternate. Um, you were really good in tryouts. I don't know. I feel like Mr. Brady was giving me all the hard questions, you know? He's not prejudiced. Easy for you to say. You guys made the team. He's not giving anyone special treatment. Looking forward to seeing you and your family at dinner tonight, Dean. Ooh. Bruh, we have got to work on your timing. So, I mean, he definitely does congratulate, like, hey, congratulations on uh, making the team. Dean's like, yeah, congratulations on being an alternate. And Brad says that, you know, it seems like he was giving me all the hard questions. And Dean spills out the same line that Brad was using for at least twice in the pilot, and there might have been one other other time. He's like, oh, he's not, she's not prejudiced, don't worry about it. Oh, he's not prejudiced, don't, don't take offense to that. Whereas Dean's like, oh, he's not prejudiced. Don't, that's not a, yeah. So it's almost like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, Brad's not really buying it. It's like, there are two other white people on the team. I don't know what to tell you, Brad. Um, so of course, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brady does need to work on his timing. He's like, hey, Dean, I'll see you at your house for dinner later tonight. I'm like, uh. Yeah, why did you do that? No, it makes it extremely that more awkward. So we're back at home after school. It's just before dinner. Bill is getting out some good, I don't know, wine, alcohol, whatever it is. And Dean is definitely showing signs that he's like not as big on this. You know, he I don't even when Lillian first dropped, like, hey, let's invite him to dinner. Dean wasn't that like, uh, to what? To our house? Like, uh, I don't know about... So now it's like, uh, I don't know. Dad, do you think maybe you could talk to him? It's like, keep the conversation kind of... 
away from me, like not directed at me in any way. And yeah, Bill's a little surprised by this. Like, I thought you liked your teacher. And Dean's like, yeah, I do, but maybe you could talk to him. So Bill's like, all right, what do you want me to talk to him about exactly? And Dean says, well, it feels like he's giving special treatment to the black kids. And it feels like some of my white friends, mainly Brad, is feeling left out. I figured Bill would not really care about this. Like, it's, that doesn't sound like that's... I care less about that, really, honestly. Because he says, hey, why don't you sneak a sip of this whiskey, Dean? Because you're not making any sense right now. You clearly need this. Yeah, Bill brings up a good point to Dean. It's like, do you really think those white kids were feeling bad about the special treatment they're getting from white teachers? And Dean says, I don't know, it just seems like when he does stuff nice for us, you know, me and Corey and Kisa, everyone stares like they're mad at us. And Bill says, people predisposed to hate are gonna hate, regardless. It's like, you don't need to give them ammunition. Oh, he says, people who are predisposed to hate are going to actively hate. And adult Dean comes out and says, oh man, he was almost gonna be the first dude that said haters gonna hate. <laughs> well, basically, that's what he said in a way. Just not those exact words, but pretty much. I don't. If Brent, if Dean thinks he's getting sympathy from his dad, his dad does not care. Because Dean says me and Corey and Kiesel got on the Knowledge Bowl team, and Brad kind of got bumped. Your dad is not going to care. He didn't even care when you said it seems like the white kids think we're getting special treatment because we have a black teacher right now. He doesn't get, it's like, no, <laughs> like, I don't care about this. Now, if he took this question to Lillian, I think she would be a little more heartfelt, more um, wanting to understand where Dean is coming from and maybe offer some better advice. So, Bill tells Dean, he says, look, you're not doing anything wrong, and neither is Mr. Brady. He's just trying to level the playing field a little bit, which I think that is, that is good. It's like, definitely, everyone deserves a chance to be able to show off their skills and show off their smarts. So, the doorbell rings, and Bill says, go greet your guest, boy, and... <laughs> Dean says, my guess, I didn't even, this wasn't even my idea. It's like, it doesn't matter, go answer the door, man. Careful now, don't want to waste the good stuff. I think it's a good thing we'll meet your new teacher tonight. Yeah. I thought you'd be more excited. I am. I like Mr. Brady, but I was thinking maybe you could talk to him. About? Well, it feels like he's giving special attention to the black kids, and some of my white friends are feeling left out. You sneak a sip of the whiskey, because you're clearly not thinking right. You think those white kids felt bad about all the special attention they were getting from the white teachers? Uh, I don't know. It feels like whenever he does something nice for us, everybody stares like, like they're mad. People predisposed to hate it gonna actively hate. Oh, man, he was almost the first dude to say haters gonna hate. And now me, Corey, and Kisa are all on the Knowledge Bowl team, and Brad got bumped. Listen, you're not doing anything wrong, and neither is Mr. Brady. 
Seems to me like he's just trying to level the playing field. Go greet your guest, boy. My guest? This wasn't even my idea. So Dean opens the door and we see Mr. Brady there and in Dean's head he's like, whoa, 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 look who left their kente cloth in lion's mane at home because Mr. Brady's just wearing a v-neck button-down sweater with a button-up shirt underneath. Yeah, so he opens the door and says, hey, and Mr. Brady says hi and he comes in and Dean introduces him to Bill. I'm really curious to see how this is going to go, this dinner is going to go over. I think it's going to be just fine. But it turns out Mr. Brady's first name is Dennis. <laughs> Dean, like every kid back then, in general, probably thinks all their teachers' names are either start with Mr. or Mrs. I was like, what? Yeah, so Dean is actually going to be seeing Mr. Brady as not, he's not wearing his teacher hat. He's wearing his, hey, I'm just a hero, I'm just a guy hat. I'm just... Dennis here. He's wearing his Dennis hat right now. Oh, he brought some wine with him because Bill tells Dennis, he's like, hey, you brought some of the good stuff. Now you and I are going to get along just fine. <laughs> well, well, well. Look who left their kente cloth and lines made at home. Hi. Hey. Dad, this is Mr. Brady. Dennis. Nice to meet you. Huh. I thought his first name was Mr. Bill. Hey, this is the really good stuff. You and I gonna get along just fine. <laughs> so everyone's laughing around the table, having a great time. Dennis compliments Lillian on a great meal. And Lillian says, oh, well, you think this is good? You gotta try Vivian's peach cobbler. So that's Corey's mom, who's so, <laughs> sitting next to Lillian. Lillian also adds, oh, it'll change your life, that peach cobbler. And Vivian says... Yeah, that's how I locked Cliff down. <laughs> Corey's dad. <laughs> of course, Cliff is all like, oh, no, I was on the make. That tells you how good that cobbler was. It's like he was probably, you know, dating other people, but nah, he got pulled in by that cobbler. <laughs> so Dennis says he's grateful for the invitation and the hospitality, and Bill says, oh, it's our pleasure. And yeah, Bill also being a music teacher, he says, I know firsthand how it is to try to keep students motivated. And Bill tells Dennis, like, so just keep doing what you're doing. And Dean's like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, what? Yeah, Dean, what? Dean, do you really think your dad's going to bring that up at the table? He does not care if Mr. Brady is or isn't giving you and Corey and Keith's a special treatment. That mean, doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't have a problem with it. Because Dean's like, oh, we just talked about this. And of course, Dennis just mentioned, like, it's nice to hear, like, uh, you guys are so enthusiastic. Mo enthusiastic. Most really aren't compared to you. So, as he maybe gotten complaints from other parents, like, hey, we see that you're spending more time with the um, you know, African history, where you should be more spending more time with. Well, this is junior high, right? So wouldn't they have more than one teacher? I mean, they got more than one class. I mean, it's English class. He's not. Because they got a PE teacher. And they got a, I mean, usually, yeah, in sixth grade, junior high, you have more than one teacher for more than one class. It's not like elementary school where one teacher's teaching, like, like five or six different subjects. 
Yeah, he says you know, it would be nice if there were more parents enthusiastic like you are. There have been some uh, thoughts about my teaching style. Like, yeah, I can see where he's probably come across as, uh, yeah. So, and Lillian says, you know, that's really surprising, you know, you being new to the South and everything. Um, you know, it's just used, you're not really used to how things are done down here. But she says things can be a little different down here. So... Lillian says she and Cliff work at a kind of a conservative office and Cliff clarifies white folks. We work with white folks. I'm like, that's what mainly Dennis is doing the same thing with that job, even though he's a substitute teacher. He's the first black teacher there. And yeah, I'm sure he's getting a, a lot of flack from not just students, parents of students, and also the faculty probably too. And Lillian says, we've learned if we want to make a change, we have to be uh, subtle and strategic about it. Jumps in here with, oh, interesting point, Mom. Continue. So he's thinking that his mom is going to be like, what's that whole, like, like, um, like if you're going to make a noise, like, make a roar or something, like, let your voice be heard? Or is she more saying, like, we make changes, but they're not like big loud changes or little changes that slowly take effect over time or something i'm I'm guessing yeah lillian's like speak when spoken to like dean this conversation is not about you we don't need your input <laughs> lillian asked did he get into the whiskey sours like he is very uh opinionated here <laughs> why do we get the feel this is again my hypothesis is dean is gonna say something he's gonna have an outburst at the table and then he's gonna go zip off so like in frustration like my voice is not being heard my opinion doesn't seem to matter i'm just getting the i'm getting the because we've known dean now for 15 episodes he can be sometimes blurt stuff out and frustration and, and anger. Kevin Arnold was the king of blowing his top and just... <laughs> oh my goodness, that Kevin. That's what I kind of think is, I wonder, like, if Kevin and Dean were to meet, would they immediately... Because they... Definitely, I mean, they are different as far as personality goes. And Dennis admits and says, I'd I admit that I don't have the most, No, I'm not known for being the most subtle person. And Bill says, you shouldn't have to be subtle when you're doing the right thing. And Kim says, yeah, that's right, like Malcolm X. And Bill says, hey, if you're going to start to Kim, he says, if you're going to start quoting that nonsense, you can take your leather glove and go to your room. So Kim says, okay, how about this one? The time is always right to do something right. Like, eh, if it's, oh boy, she's going to hit a nerve with this. She says, Dr. King, a more appropriate dinner conversation. And Cliff jumps in because he's sitting right next to Dennis. He says, hey, now Bill is right. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. Wow. <laughs> and here comes Lillian with, oh, yeah, Cliff, like you do when Mr. Davison's always asking you to work through lunch to help him finish his reports. Come on. Why are you digging at, at Cliff like this, Lillian? Come on. This is not the time nor the place. And Cliff kind of comes up with, like, who needs 30 minutes for lunch? I mean, like, excuse I I love having 30 minutes for lunch. 
at my old job, we used to have a 15-minute break and a 20-minute break and then another 10-minute break. So a total of basically 40 minutes. At my last job before the one I have now, we got a 15-minute break, a hour break, or meal, basically, and a, another last 15-minute break for an 8-hour shift. Like, you need that downtime. You've got to have that, you know, not just to rest your mind, but to eat and just take a breather. And Bill says, I just like the way you're shaking things up. These boys need to see that. And Dean's all thinking to himself, oh, I told my dad to talk him down, not radicalize him. And Corey says, yeah, I gotta say, Mr. Brady, those drums you brought to school were pretty cool. <laughs> and Bill thinks, of, like, yeah, I'll have to try that myself someday. And Lillian says, yes, because you work at a black university filled with black people, I'm sure it will be well received. And Lily reminds Bill, so you have a freedom at work that most of us at this table don't have. And Bill says, yes, I think the Lord gave me that job because I didn't have the temperament to work in a conservative office. So, it looks like Dennis is going to have to head out. He's like, well, you know, if I think if I take another bite of anything, I'm going to pop. So, I'm going to have to take that peach cobbler to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Cliff, who's sitting, like I said, he's sitting right next to Dennis, is like, oh, no, 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 no. What you don't eat, eat, eat here comes on with me. <laughs> So Dennis thanks him all for the lovely meal and the kind advice. He says, I think I'll, I'll handle it just fine at the school. I think it'll be fine. So before he heads out, Dennis tells Dean and Corey to rest up for tomorrow's match. And tell, he also tells Dean, like, as captain, you get to decide the answer. And if there's an argument, you get the final say. Like, oh boy. <laughs> nah, no pressure there. Ooh. So, Dean pretty much, you know, he wanted his family to talk sense into Mr. Brady, but it seems like with Dean, now he's going to have to take it into his own hands to make sure that everyone felt included. <laughs> you put your foot in this meal, Lillian. Wait until you try a little bit of Vivian's peach cobbler. It'll change your life. Mm -hmm. Now, that's how I locked Cliff down. Now, I was on the make. That's to let you know how good that cobbler is. <laughs> well, I'm grateful for the invitation and the hospitality. Ah, pleasure. I know firsthand how important it is to keep students motivated. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing? We just talked about this. Well, I wish all the parents were as enthusiastic as you all. There have been some thoughts about my teaching style. Mm, some thoughts. Thoughts, huh? Well, that's not surprising. You're new to the South, and things can be a bit different down here. <laughs> For example, uh, Cliff and I work at a somewhat conservative office. She mean white folks. We work with white folks. <laughs> and we've learned that if we want to make a change, we have to be subtle and strategic. Interesting point, Mom. Continue. Speak when spoken to. Did he get into the whiskey sours? <laughs> well, I have to admit, I don't have a reputation for being the most subtle person. You shouldn't have to be subtle when you're doing the right thing. That's right, like Malcolm X. Hey, if you're going to start quoting that nonsense, you can take your leather glove and go to your room. <laughs> okay, how about the time is always right to do what is right? Is Dr. King more appropriate than a conversation? Now, Bill is right. Don't, don't be afraid to speak your mind. Like you do when Mr. Davidson's always asking you to work through lunch to help him finish his reports. Well, well who needs 30 minutes for lunch? <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I like the way you're shaking things up. These boys need to see that. 
Ugh, I asked my dad to talk him down, not radicalize him. I gotta say, those drones you brought to school were pretty cool, Mr. Brady. <laughs> Sounds like a great teaching tool. I may have to try that myself someday. And I'm sure it will be very well received. Since you work at a black university, surrounded by black people, you have a freedom at work that many of us at this table don't. Now, that is true. I think the good Lord saw fit to give me that job because he knew I didn't have the temperament to work in the more conservative <laughs> office. Amen. <laughs> well, I think if I take one more bite of anything, I'm going to pop. So I'll have to take a piece of that peach cobbler to go. No, 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 no. What you don't eat here comes home with me. <laughs> Thank you all for the lovely meal and the advice, but I think I managed just fine down at the school. And you two need to rest up for tomorrow's match. And remember, Dean, as captain... It's your job to pick the official answer. And if there's any disagreement, you have the final say. I was hoping my parents could talk some sense into Mr. Brady, but clearly it would be up to me to make sure everyone on the team felt included. So I determined to handle being captain of the Knowledge Bowl team my way. Two to, or ten to two or something like that for the round? It said round... Hold on. No, okay, so it looks like it's ten to two. This is a... Or... Not 10 to 2. I'm uh, second period 10 to 11, it looks like. All right. So this is the final three questions for this round. All right. Let's see how this is going to go down. Because in the, like I said, in the episode description, it does say something about Dean facing challenges. I'm wondering if this is what it's referring to. So it's asking what bacteria causes leprosy affecting certain uh, nerve cells. It's like, oh, it's like the something about uh, uh, <laughs> the protective sheathing around nerve cells. Like, okay, what protective sheathing around? Okay, gotcha. Mitochondria, Corey thinks it is, and then this Karen says it's myelin. Corey telling Dean, like, no, it's mitochondrian, man. And then Kisa says, no, Dean, I think Karen's right. It's myelin. Yeah, I looked it up here. It does say myelin sheath. It's a fatty white substance that surrounds the A-X-O-N, whatever that is, of some nerve cells. Okay, forming an electrically insulating layer. He waited too long to answer. He, if he had said myelin, they would have had it. But the buzzer's like, oh, sorry, you're up. Okay, Stonewall, whatever your school Jackson is. I don't know. And they're all like, it's myelin, right? Yeah, myelin. Yeah. See, Ian, they're like, oh, my guess is, is like, hey, look, man, you tried. I don't think you're right to be captain. We're going to pull you. We're going to put Brad in. Because they did say that Brad was going to be an alternate. Maybe, I don't know. Because <laughs> he said that he had used Corey's answer last time and he wanted to be fair and everything. But of course and the fact he says you have five seconds and Corey's just or Dean's just sitting there like, dude, and all of a sudden the buzzer is like, well you lost your chance. You could have said Mylan, but you chose not to. I get that he's like trying to be fair, but it's just like <sighs> it's not about being fair, it's about giving the right answer. I even looked it up. It said Mylan or sheath whatever. And the way Brad is just like, oh, I knew it was Mylan. It's like, he's probably thinking, I should be up there right now. So, yeah, we keep seeing the guy going, the buzzer hitting, the guy says, time's up, time's up. It's, oh, my gosh. Whew. Get Brad in there as an alternate, please.
I don't think they're gonna win this one. So even, yeah, Mr. Brady is even thinking like he made a mistake by choosing Dean. And even Brad's like, oh, I need to be in there. Because, yeah, now the score is like 10 to 14. <sighs> he needs to change things up, Mr. Brady. Get Dean out of there and put Brad in his place. My parents could talk some sense into Mr. Brady, but clearly it would be up to me to make sure everyone on the team felt included. So I determined to handle being captain of the Knowledge Bowl team my way. It's time for the final three questions of the round. The bacteria causing leprosy directly damages what protective sheathing around nerve cells? It's mitochondria. Give me myelin. Oh, Karen. Dean, it's mitochondria, man. Dean, Karen's right. I think it's myelin, too. Five seconds, Jefferson Davis. Come on, Dean. Corey seemed confident, and so did Karen. But I picked Corey's answer last time. And I really wanted to be fair, but I also wanted to win in a fair way. Win with fairness. Time's up. Stonewall Jackson Jr. High. He's Mylon, right? Mylon. Mylon. That is correct. My way wasn't working. No. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. Roanoke. That is correct. And we see the Knowledge Bowl trophy looking so, so cool and amazing. Um, yep, they're going to take a little break and come back with the final round. Okay, pull Dean out, put Brad in. Simple, simple. So everyone leaves the table except for Dean. And Mr. Brady comes over and says, hey, man, what's going on? I thought you knew this stuff. That's the fourth time you've not given an answer. When, like, I know you know this stuff. And... Dean says, well, everyone has a different answer, and I get confused. I was like, man, you got to be on top of this stuff. So, yes, Dean is letting his feelings kind of take control of his ability to give the answers. He's like, I don't want everyone, I don't want anyone to feel bad. It's like, it's not about feeling bad. It's about getting the right answer. I mean, you got one person saying it's mitochondria. You got two people clarifying that it's myelin you go with the two people that believe it's the yeah and yeah i kind of figure you know mr brady says i think we're gonna make it you know what we're gonna make a change for the final round he's gonna pull them out most likely put brad in that's my guess anyway that will end the second round we will take a short break and continue with the final round What's going on? That's the fourth time you didn't give an answer in time, and I know you know this stuff. Everybody has a different answer, and I get confused. I, I don't want anyone to feel bad. You know what? I think we're going to make a change for the final round. All right, so yeah, it looks like they pulled Brad, uh, they pulled Dean out. They put Kisa in Dean's place. She's now the captain. And we do have Brad in there. So yeah, they're really, they are rocking and rolling with these answers. All right, so now they have the final question. It's now score, it's now tied 14 to 14. So they bumped up 
from 10, they really got, like, they got into this. So now they're tied. It's the final question, which is what mountain range is between the Great Basin and the Great Plains? And luckily, Brad knows this answer, and he tells it to Kisa, and she says, yep, the Rocky Mountains. Boom! They're the winners. I was just... Oh, I wish you guys could have heard my surprise. Like, yes, they won. But unfortunately, the last 29 minutes of what I've been recording, thanks to my microphone, is lost now, which makes me so angry because I think they <laughs> put a lot of good stuff in there. So, all right. <laughs> That is correct. Chromosphere. Correct. Pocket veto. That is correct. Now it's time for the final question. What is the range of mountains that lies between the Great Basin and the Great Plains? The Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountains. That is correct. Jefferson Davis Jr. High. You are the winners. Yes, yes. I love how he slaps five of them. It's so cool. I never thought that having our first black teacher would lead to me feeling left out. So, yeah, Dean, of course, is like, I think to himself, I didn't know that having our first black teacher would lead to me feeling left out. It's like... (sighs) Man, I, I get it where he's like, you know, I don't want anyone to feel bad. He's like putting everyone's feelings first, you know, between Corey and, you know, Karen. And the, it's just like wanting to like even up on the answers, even though they could be wrong. It's like, dude, you, you, can't, you can't put your feelings before what could be a correct answer. You can't do that. And I like that. Mr. Brady does come up and kind of talk to him afterwards, you know, after he congratulates Brad and everything. And Brad, oh, that trophy, just gosh. And the thing is, they said, Karen originally said that they had won, like, one in six out of the six, you know, tournaments that they've had. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. I like that they get to celebrate and... So, yeah, Mr. Brady just congratulate Brad. He's like, hey, look, congratulations on your win. I knew you were disappointed at first, but I like that you buckled down, you studied hard, and you were ready to step in when you needed to. And Brad's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Brady. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so cool. So, yeah, Dean's kind of pouting over there by himself. Did he even congratulate his teammates? I don't know. But Mr. Brady goes over there and says, hey, Dean... You doing all right? And he's like, yeah. And Mr. Brady says, hey, do you know why I picked you to be team captain? And of course, Dean throws out the, because you wanted to make the black kids feel special or something like that. Or, And Mr. Brady's like, is that what you thought? Because that's not what I was trying to do. I made you the captain because you were the smartest kidding yeah dean's like oh because you wanted to treat or you're treating all the black kids special and mr brady says is that what you thought no i made you captain of the team because you're the smartest kid on the team and dean asks it's like well then why did you take me out and put brad in 
And Mr. Brady says, well, because when I first met Brett, I could see that he had potential, but he didn't take anything seriously. Which, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see it, too. It's like, <laughs> you want to be on the quiz bowl team, or the knowledge bowl team, but it's like, you gotta, you put your goofiness aside. You gotta stop being the class clown if you want to be considered. And Mr. Brady says, well, I challenged him to work harder. That's probably why he gave him some of those hard questions. It's like, he's not picking on you or being prejudiced or anything. He's trying to challenge you. And Brad rose to the occasion. He, he buckled down, he studied hard, and he was ready to step in and fill in as an alternate. And, of course, <laughs> Mr. Brady turns around and we see <coughs> Brad with that trophy. <laughs> He's got it upside down on his head. <laughs> oh, back to being a goof. Yeah, Mr. Brady is really good at reading people because he says even with Dean, when I, I could tell the first day when I met you that you were uncomfortable getting attention from me because I was black. And Dean comes off with saying, well, I wanted all the you know other kids to like you. And Mr. Brady, he hits the nail right on the head. He's like, no, I think it's because you wanted people to like you. Like, I get it. No kid really wants, as much as they think their teacher is cool, the last thing they want to be known of is a brown noser or a teacher's pet. Or so they don't really want a teacher to really single them out, like, especially in front of the class or the friends. Like, you can be a good student, but you don't kind of be, like, as they would say, like, a, a suck-up or something. Like you're, doing, like, you're doing it more for the attention. Like, you like that attention, but you also like to be seen as kind of a know-it-all. And it's just like, nah, do you really want that attention on you? Do you really? Mm. I mean, it's one thing not to care what people think, but it's another thing to be getting attention for the wrong reasons. It's like, you can be a good student and everything. And, and everything, but you don't have to be like a brown noser or a, I gotta have my hand raised every time or help the teacher out after class and it's just you don't gotta be doing that and it's one thing if you want to do it, but do it for the right reasons don't do it because you have a hidden agenda I can see definitely teachers would definitely be able to see past that like <laughs> this kid like trying to suck up to me for all the wrong reasons and I like the advice that Mr. Brady is giving Dean. He says wanting to be liked can be a dangerous thing because it can be masked as it can be masked as wanting all the white kids to like the black teacher. I like how it's interesting in a way that he knows more than what he's letting on. Like he is very he's honest and he's truthful with with Dean and everything about this. It's like I know more and I see more than you give me credit for seems like Dean was of a conflicted mind with wanting all the students to like the black teacher or wanting all the kids on the quiz bowl or the, I keep calling it the quiz bowl the knowledge bowl to like me like, yeah you gotta put that stuff aside you gotta be about being a team player as in you give the I mean if two people are saying it's this and one person saying it's that you're gonna go with the two people that are more determined. Even if, yes, the other person that's saying, oh, it's this. Even though that person's your best friend, you do have to, like, set your feelings aside and say, well, I'm going to go with them. Because, I mean, two people thinking one the answer is correct versus one person with the other answer. It's like, I gotta go with the two people that, yeah. 
And it just seemed when Kisa stepped into Dean's role as captain, things just seemed to go a lot smoother. There wasn't a lot of arguing. It's like one person would suggest the rest would pretty much nod in agreement. Like, yeah, that does sound, yes, we'll go with that. There's no like, uh, uh, uh. and you're waiting for the buzzer to hit and then you're kind of, you know, yeah. And the fact that it's one thing if you do it once, but he was doing it repeat, like at least four times. And Mr. Brady did tell Dean, it's like, what's going on with you, man? You know the answers. And it's like, it's not that he couldn't answer, it's that he was conflicted in giving the right answer because he's getting two opposite answers. Like, he's trying to be, you can't, you, all fairness aside, it's a game and you gotta, you can, it can't be worry, worry about her, yeah, hurting someone's feelings. You cannot be worried about that. It's, they'll get over it, okay? They'll get over it. It's a game. Mentioned, it's a tied game, so it's, it's a timed game, so it's, time is of the essence. You only, especially when we got five seconds, five, four, three, two, boom. Oh, you don't have the answer? Okay, we're moving on. Think of it like the show Double Dare. You know Double Dare, right? When you're, you're going through that obstacle course, or you're doing an event or something with another person you're relying on, you can't put, like, oh, what if I do this? I'm going to hurt their feelings, or I'm going to blah, 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 or whatever. It's like, you can't be worried about that. Sally, it feels like no feelings really have much of a huge place in game shows. It's all about what you know and how fast you can spit the right answer out. And really, he's fine. It's like he's finally getting what Mr. Brady is telling him. He says, so I was worried, like, if the kids thought I was getting special attention from the black teacher that they wouldn't like me. He is more worried about what everyone else thought than just being able to be... You know, you can like this teacher and think he's cool and everything, but it shouldn't have to do anything with the fact that you're the same. I mean, I just, I, why it even has to be about that? In fact, I mean, Dean honestly going to his dad with that, it's just, you, we, we've known Bill for a while now, 15 episodes. We know that this is something that he is really not going to give two shakes of a lamb's tail about. He's not going to care. It's just, he is, whereas Lillian, I mean, if Dean, usually, if you want to talk about something serious like that, the mom is the one you're normally going to want to go to. I mean, sure, dads can give great advice, too. But if you're looking more for empathy and, and guidance and a certain emotional type of act, like, you're going to want to usually a lot of the time probably go to the mom. Not that the dad doesn't give great advice, but, yeah. And even Kim can give good advice to Dean, too. But it's kind of a, I can give you this advice. What you do with it is totally up to you. I really don't care either way. And another thing Dean was worried about the fact that if he wasn't listening to everyone's answers on the knowledge bowl, like, oh, you're giving preferential you know, treatment to Corey because he's your friend, you're not listening to me because I'm white, and this and that. It's like, that's what he was so, that's why he kept like, well, I used Corey's answer last time, so I should go with Karen's answer. And it's just... And Mr. Brady says, at the end of the day, the only thing that really happened is that you put your light under a bushel. Which, is that a line from the Odyssey? Like, putting your feelings aside and going with your gut. 
you're kind of putting your own feelings at the forefront and letting them confuse your decision making. Afraid about what people are gonna think than doing, making the right choice. Like, oh, I wanna do this, but if, what if this person feels this way? Or if I do this and then this person's gonna feel slighted. Mr. Brady is so good with his advice and he even tells Dean, he says, every future leader needs to learn how to make their own decisions. They can't be worried about whose feelings they're going to hurt. You know, not everyone is going to agree with you. And that's the thing. No, you know, especially if you're in a position of power where you're making decisions that are going to affect a lot of people, you're going to have your naysayers. You're going to have people that will agree. You're going to have people that aren't going to agree. And the thing is, the saying goes, you can't please everybody. You just can't. There's no way. Someone's feelings are going to get hurt and you can't let that control your reasoning to make a decision and mr brady says you know i hope you use this as a lesson to see what happened today you can see what you're really capable like you are capable of so much more than this if you don't let your feelings get in the way of your decision making congratulations on the win today brad i know you're disappointed at first but I'm proud of how it didn't keep you from working hard and being ready to step in. Thanks, Mr. Brady. You okay? I'm fine. Dean, do you know why I made you captain? Because you were treating us black kids special? Is that what you thought I was doing? I made you captain because you're the smartest student on the team. Then... Why'd you take me out and put Brad in? Well, when I first met Brad, I could tell he had potential. But he didn't take anything seriously. So I challenged him to work harder, and he rose to the occasion. <laughs> for the most part. As for you, I could tell from the first day of class that you were uncomfortable getting attention from me because I'm black. It's because I wanted people to like you. No, actually, it's because you wanted people to like you. You see, wanting to be liked is a dangerous thing. It can mask itself as wanting all the white students to like the black teacher. Or wanting to make everyone on the quiz team happy. Because I was really scared that if the white kids thought you were giving me special attention, they wouldn't like me. Or if I didn't listen to everyone's answers on the knowledge bowl, they wouldn't like me. But at the end of the day, all that really happened was that you put your light under a bushel. Every future leader needs to learn how to make their own decisions. Even if it means people won't like them. I hope what happened today makes you realize what you're really capable of. So it looks like it's the next day, or maybe it's even later this. I think it's later the same day because Dean is wearing the same clothes he did uh, when he was doing the quiz bowl. So we overhear a lady saying the team was already set. He kicked my son off the the knowledge bowl. And the door is a little ajar, so Dean kind of looks in, and we see a group of parents sitting in a circle. And we see Mr. Brady, along with the principal, kind of fielding these questions that are being fired at him. And not just about that, and the fact that I can't help but feel like, what, there's a little bit of favoritism going on? And the way that she says that, she kind of looks around at the other parents in the circle like, you agree with me, right? Like, I'm not the only one thinking this. 
And I just like I I kind of felt like there was gonna be some opposition with the fact that he had tryouts well after this team was set. And it's like I want everyone to be able to have a chance, you know, the best I want the best of the best. You know, he had tryouts. He said it was a very hard decision to make to be able to fill those slots with, you know, the best students he could. And when the girl even said, when he's like, well, how many have you won? And she says, we're one out of six. I'm thinking, yeah, you definitely could. Let's change things up a bit and see what we can do to make this better. It's not like he's trying to slight anybody. It's like, but all... Everyone's voices should be a, a chance to be heard. And it, the fact that that is a mostly predominantly white school with maybe a handful of, you know, black students, because we see, you know, Corey, Kisa, and Dean, but there's also um, that one boy, what was his name, um, Perry Barlow, who took Kisa to the Valentine's Day dance. There's, there's him there, too. And it's just, I don't see why this really has to be a problem, but being it's 1969, and again, the school is predominantly mainly all white. This is the first time a black teacher is there, so of course, his methods of teaching are going to be challenged. Here's another uh, another parent, a father, who's like, what's with this drum? You know, I don't understand what a drum has to do. Drumming in class has to do with the English class. Yes, of course. I mean, he had to know when he was going to take that position and try different things in class and just you know encourage educate and enlighten kids that you know the parents you know i'm sure this is back in the day when families sat down to dinner they talked about their days like oh what'd you learn in class oh we learned about african you know culture and and the teacher was drumming in class we have this new teacher mr brady and um, you know that parents are just going to grab onto that and they're like, okay, we need to go down to the school because this has nothing to do with what you should be. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I don't understand it. But then again, like I said, I didn't grow up in that time. I'm kind of happy I didn't. But the thing is, I grew up in a small farming community where, yes, there were, we did not have um, black teachers. This is pretty much mainly all white teachers. I do remember, and the thing is, I had like a class that maybe had a handful of students, and I had a separate little math class. And by little, I mean there was like me and maybe two other students. And I don't know where the other two students were that day. But there was a substitute, and he was black. And that was the first time, you know, I had encountered a black teacher, so... And I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I mean, the guy was very nice. He was very helpful and stuff and trying to make me understand as far as... I think I was whether learning, like, some new math that was I hadn't done before or maybe I was struggling with. But he was very, you know, helpful in that. Um, another a big debate between... My dad and my grandma was when I was 11, there was a sex ed class that was being taught. It was no, not taught by my teacher, it was like its own class where you had to have a permission slip signed by a parent or guardian. My grandma felt it was inappropriate to be teaching that in school. My dad really didn't have a problem with it. In the end, my dad signed the permission slip. I ended up going. It was me and one other kid from my class who was a boy, so of course boys and girls were separated. And 
I, I learned a bit, you know, stuff that would prepare me for becoming a teenager and the things I would go through, you know, body change wise and everything. And they even showed a video on Ryan White, who was fielding questions from students as far as, you know, how he got the AIDS virus. He's a hemophiliac. And, you know, just fielding questions like, oh, can you drink out of the same glass? Um, can you get AIDS through sitting on the same swing set? Or just little things like this and that. Oh, like uh, drinking out of the same water fountain or this or that. And it's just some of the questions the kids were asking were just really off the wall bonkers that made no sense but you know kids with curious minds and stuff yeah but yeah I just and I feel bad that this team you know Mr. Brady has to go up against this feels like a firing squad of these parents just like oh my gosh I don't understand why there's like why I'm surprised Formula didn't say something like why are we gonna have another white teacher blah 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 or something like that I'm surprised but and then and even the principal stands up for him and says, I'm sure that that was not Mr. Brady's intent when he developed the new, you know, knowledge bowl team and everything. Like, no, that was not his intent at all. He's, he heard, you know, they'd only won one in six. So it's like, okay, let's have a retryout. Let's get some more kids in here and let's really, you know, put the best of the best out there. It's like, yeah. You, your son probably was really good, but there is someone else that is that. And like, we want to win, right? We want to win. We have a chance as a school to win, and we want to do that. We can't do that if we're only being subpar with our participants. So, and he saw he saw potential in other in other kids. Maybe they, you know they should have a chance. And why should black kids be excluded from? The debate team, did any one of the people when they were doing tryouts even consider asking any of the other kids? And it's just, it's sad that, you know, this type of mind work is what their, you know, parents are putting into their kids. And those kids grow up and they put that same type of thought into their kids' heads. It's a cycle, it's a sad, vicious cycle that is just never ending. They just... How are we going to teach equality if we're all, like, go, going our separate ways and, and this and that? It's just, I don't, I don't know. Yes, everyone should have a fair shot. And maybe I don't think that, you know, kids really got to have a fair shot at doing the Knowledge Bowl. Because even, you know, Kisa said, you know, I've been asked about track and field, Corey with the basketball and stuff like that. In sports and athletics, like, you can see, like, oh, these kids really shine in the athletic department. It's like, did you even think that they might shine in the knowledge department, too? And the lady asked, like, is there favoritism going on? And the principal says, no, I'm sure that's not what Mr. Brady had in mind. He didn't do this purposely. And Mr. Brady does speak for himself. He says, no, I was rewarding the students with the best. He says, I was only rewarding the students who performed the best. And that's as it should be. It's like, you might be good, but there could be someone else who really buckles down and studies hard and wants it. It's like, how bad do you want this? If you only kind of wanted a little bit, it's like, well, then... I'd like to help you out, but maybe next year. It's like you really, this is something you got, you're, you're representing, yeah, that's another thing. You're representing this school. You're representing this school. 
and they want the best of the best. And that's all this man was trying to do is give everyone a fair shot at being able to do this. I mean, one in six is not good, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then someone's dad is like, what about that drum he brought into class? What does tribal drumming have to do with English? <sighs> really, God? I feel like, are you serious with this? Are you really serious? It's not history class, but even still... You could be learning and reading about, yeah, that's the thing. With uh, the Odyssey and Homer, they're talking about, you know, gr the Greeks and everything. That's another type of person with a different background and stuff like that. It's like you're introducing different cultures. So why is it bad if it's African-American culture? Like, why should that be excluded just because these kids are white? That's not right at all. It's about education and prof promoting understanding. All the parents here are so close-minded. They're not open to new ideas or anything like that. Like, you're never going to get anywhere in a world if you're not open to change. Like, those that are like, oh, I just don't want my landline phone. I don't believe in cell phones. Oh, I don't believe in the internet. Oh, I don't want cable TV. And it's just, it's that frame of mind that people are just, they're refusing, they're refusing change. It's like, the world is going to change whether you want it to or not. It's, if you want to sit there like a stone in the rock, in the river and just not go anywhere, then, <laughs> or the, uh, yeah, just, I don't know what to tell you. You can sit there, but you're going to really, really be struggling because the world is going to advance whether you want it to or not. And that's going to make it a lot harder when you have to do things that require the internet. I mean, can you imagine being somewhere and being lost? On the, the, your your vehicle's like not working. Something's going on, and you don't have a way to get a hold of somebody, like AAA or just anybody. Like I got a flat tire, I need to call somebody. Back then, you're pretty much going to walk to the nearest town and ask to use a phone. Why do we insist on making things harder than they necessarily have to be? If you have another option, then use it. An adult Dean comes on and says, Concerned parents have always been at the forefront of the battle to ensure that what we teach in school is fair and balanced. Uh, as far as fair and balanced, I gotta say, I don't think that's 100% true. I can see it like in the last like 10 years maybe. This whole, like, let's not exclude anybody. But. And when you're talking about fairs, like, fair for who exactly? So, Mr. Brady notices Dean there in the doorway. And so does the principal who goes over. And the way he looks at Dean, he doesn't glare at him. But he gives him this look like this conversation does not include you. You should be in class. And then he shuts the door. And Dean also says, looks like Jefferson Davis is not ready for his first black teacher. Yeah, Dean says, seems like Jefferson Davis Junior High was not ready for its first black teacher. Dean was on the set. He kicked my son off the knowledge bowl team. And I can't help but feel like that, what, they're 
there's a little bit of favoritism going on? I, I'm sure that's not something that Mr. Brady was doing purposefully. No. I was only rewarding the students who performed the best. What about that drum he brought into class? What about it? What does tribal drumming have to do with English? Concerned why parents have always been at the forefront of the battle to ensure that what we teach in schools is fair and balanced. It seemed like Jefferson Davis Junior High wasn't quite ready for its first black teacher. So judging by the looks of it, it looks like uh, they're going to find a replacement substitute now for... Mr. Brady. Because looks like he is packing up a brown cardboard box, which usually is a sign that a teacher is packing up their belongings and they won't be employed there anymore. Dean adds, or maybe Mr. Brady wasn't quite ready for us. Dude, I don't think that's it. I think it's that the parents seem to feel like they have all the control and the principal is like, well, my hands are tied. I don't know what to do. It's a match. It's like he's trying to figure out the way to be fair to both the teacher and the parents. And well, like the parents have spoken, my hands are tied. I got to think. We got to think of the kids, or something. I don't know. So Dean doesn't waste any time going into the classroom, which is empty, by the way. And he asks Mr. Brady, "Did they fire you?" And Dean asks, "Was it the drum?" And <laughs> Mr. Brady says, "No." It, I wasn't fired either. He probably just agreed to like, uh, it's best we go our separate ways and move on. He says, Principal Cartwright and I both, we both agreed that Jefferson Davis isn't the right fit for me. I don't think it's a matter of being the right fit. It's just that people are just clinging to their own beliefs and what they think. Yeah, he just does not, the principal does not want to, you know, back up his teacher and just say, hey, he's staying. I don't care what you think. No, he's like, well, we gotta think of the kids. We gotta think of what the parents want for their kids. It says, I'm still on the search for the school that is. It's to himself, like, it's kind of ironic that the teacher that was an embarrassment to me is the person I'll miss most. Aww. Like what Mr. Brady says here. He says, I hope your next teacher is more blacker than me that even Kim gets worried. <laughs> And Dean kind of gives us a preview of what's to come in the future. He says, you know, funnily enough, after that, <laughs> my blackest teacher was my white um, African-American professor in college. African-American studies professor in college. Oh my gosh. Maybe Mr. Brady wasn't quite ready for us. Did they fire you? Was it the drum? No, I wasn't fired. But Principal Cartwright and I both agreed that Jefferson Davis isn't the best fit for me. So I'm still in the search for the school that is. It's ironic that a teacher that once was an embarrassment to me is now the person I'll miss the most. Well, I hope your next black teacher is so much blacker than me that Kim gets worried. <laughs> Oddly enough, the blackest teacher I had after that was my white African-American studies professor in college. So, yeah, Dean says he learned later that Brad's parents were totally cool with Mr. Brady and the way that he helped inspire Brad to really 
you know, work harder and stuff, and that Brad saw Mr. Brady for who he was uh, on the inside, not who he was on the outside. Dean tells us that even though Mr. Brady's time at Jefferson Davis Junior High was short, he taught Dean what it meant to be a great teacher. And we see him on the quiz, quiz ball team with the other kids and everything like that. And they're all talking, you know, discussing an answer and stuff like that. Oh, that's so cool. And Dean says how he took that leadership advice he gave Dean, that Mr. Brady gave Dean to heart. Like, okay, so he has reinstated his captain. Okay. Okay, so it looks like he is doing a report in class. He's got his dad there on the drum. And Dean and his dad are both wearing, um, I don't know how you would say the type of uh, clothing that they're wearing, I guess. Something similar to what? Mr. Brady was wearing on his second day. Yeah, he's doing a report on West African influences and cultures. I can't tell if that's a teacher that's back from having a baby or if that's because she doesn't look like she's pregnant. So that, or unless they got another substitute, <laughs> but she looks a lot like Mrs. Anderson. I later learned that Brad's parents, like mine, appreciated us having a teacher who inspires his students because of what he sees inside them, not outside. And even though Mr. Brady's time at Jefferson Davis was short, he showed me what it felt like to have a great teacher. And I took that leadership advice he gave me to heart. As well as a few more things. Okay, so actually, let me clarify. It turns out um, Brad's parents were happy with a teacher who would inspire Brad and students to be able to, you know, study and learn new things or open. And the fact that when I said I thought it was Brad saying something and, and Mr. Brady and looking on the inside of someone than on the outside, I actually, it's more what Dean was saying is that Mr. Brady saw something in Brad, some poten the potential on the inside. It's just Brad had to cut out, you know, the flash clown stuff and really take this seriously and buckle down. And we see Brad doing that at the, you know, his his table. He's reading books and he's learning more and stuff like that. And I think that's really, really great. And so, yeah, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I really liked it. And I like that it was directed by, uh, <laughs> it was directed by Fred Savage, and it did kind of have some remnants of the other episode. I can't think of the title of the movie. I think it's like season six, the uh, the original Wonder Years, Kodachrome or something like that, Kodachrome, something like that, where a new uh, a young black teacher comes in and has all these new ideas like oh uh well i'm not gonna do grades you guys can grade yourselves and how you feel like whether you're um you know based on your performance and stuff what you feel you have earned what grade you think you've earned so yeah and wonder years wonder words of wisdom for this episode definitely is like be open to new ways of how people do things just just be open don't be closed-minded when it comes to that just like we all have to be aware that change is going to happen and 
we got to kind of, you know, rise with it and roll along with it. And just, you know, don't shoot someone down just because their ideas are just different from yours and stuff like that. Just hear people out. Like, you're allowed to have a difference of opinion, but you can't say my opinion matters more than your own opinion because of whatever. So, and again, the same thing with, with Dean, you know, with him being, you know, chosen to be captain of the Knowledge Bowl. It's like you do when you're in a position like that or any position where you're a leader, you have to put your own feelings aside and do what's right. You know, listen to both sides and you make the decision. You can't worry that someone else isn't going to be happy with your final decision because you're not going to make everyone happy. Someone's going to feel hurt. Someone's going to feel left out. But in the end, it's your decision. It's your call. So next month, I will be focusing on season one, episode 16. I'm sorry, last episode, episode 15. Um black teacher but this is season one episode 16 the sleepover which aired march 16th 2022 when dean learns that Corey's dad coach long is in the quote-unquote doghouse he struggles to keep this secret from his friend all right that sounds like it's gonna be interesting so yeah look forward to that and then like i said when we learn if we got season two coming you know, once it's officially been announced, then I will see how I'm going to handle I think I'm going to stick right now with just the, because I got 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I got seven episodes. So right now I'm just going to stick with once a month. And then once it gets closer to, if we do get a season two in September or October, I will double up on the last two episodes. So most likely, you know, two episodes a month, maybe for um, August and September. We'll see. We'll see. So... I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you have a great rest of the week, and I will see you in April. If you want to email the podcast, like I said, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't yet and you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, search the Wonder Years Podcast, click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans. OG Full House. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you host so many podcasts. <laughs> All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other OG Wonder Years fans and the new Wonder Years fans like yourself. So leave a review if you can. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>